Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Sacral Stimulation. We have a guest today. I'm so happy to So, we have Alex, who is a Scorpio. Her birthday is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Send us some love. <laughs> um, and Alex does a lot of fun shit. I'm going to let you introduce yeah. because I'm still... This is my first time meeting Alex. I just want us to scoot over so she can come in here. Um, so we'll go ahead and tell our... So yeah, my, uh, my name is Alex. Uh, sometimes I go by Alexa in one of the shops that I read at. Uh, and my specialty with tarot readings and divination readings deal with uh, sexuality, sensuality, and relationship readings. Yes. And that's just kind of become my niche in the tarot community uh, because we realized that it was a topic that not enough people were willing to talk about not enough people were okay wrote mm-hmm. i mean there were people that would do relationship readings like oh you know are we going to break up is this going to happen mm-hmm. when is my true love but there was nobody really getting into the nitty-gritty detail of like actual reproductive and biological health as it pertains to your sexual organs mm-hmm. and it was a lot of people that even adults were kind of embarrassed to say the words you know, vagina and clit and pussy and cock and it's like these are these are activities that all of us participate in right. in some degree and the fact that we're not able to talk about it the fact that we're not able to address it as a, like a simple health issue really has always just kind of like got me irked a little bit like that's that's what grinds my gears um so now that i finally have a platform i get to do some amazing work with people that i get to read for um, and it's, it is such a huge, humbling blessing to be able to read for people because when you come into my set, um, I do kind of a combination of divination pieces and tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do my little throwing bones. I have my little sacred pieces of little bones and dice and little knick-knack and weird pieces that have all magically lived together for me um, that I throw for divination purposes. And then my participant will throw little gemstone penises and they're adorable, and they're <laughs> lovely, and they all have names, and I just love all of them. Um, and it's to, they throw those lovely little gemstone dicks onto an anatomical Venus mat. And that kind of gives me that good balance between that feminine and that masculine energy, and how those two are kind of interplaying with each other. And then that, with my divination pieces on top of it, I can start to get a really amazing picture of someone's kind of overall sexual and like sensual health mm. um to the point that i've had some readings where we've, we've talked about actual biological issues that people have been having that you know some of my heavier thicker pieces might land in that pelvic bowl of the of the diagram and like talking about okay when's the last time you talked to your ob when's the last time mm. you got yourself mm. tested for you know endometriosis or something like that um they've gone all the way to the spiritual aspect of it of like girl when's the last time you touch yourself mm-hmm. yeah because you're wasting time in this way <laughs> so it's been great and i'm <clears throat> deeply humbled and honored that people trust me enough to let me glimpse into this very intimate part of their of their life yeah. and let me read for them in that way yeah that is really beautiful so let's let's back up a little bit so as far as your have you always been like an in- intuitive always playing with tarot cards and reading oh, yeah. people like is this something that I um I knew I was I knew I was a witch when I was like 14 yeah, yeah same. Um, <laughs> I also knew I was totally not entirely straight and somewhere on the queer spectrum as well at the same time um I got my first tarot deck when I was 14 and I 
I knew what I was doing for myself, but it wasn't until I moved to uh, Athens, Ohio, we went to school at OU, that I finally got my first blush into the spiritual community of a bunch of other pagans kind of doing similar things, and I slowly started to build the vocabulary of, oh, that's what I'm doing. Ah, okay. Those, those so it was like intuitive for, practice before. Yeah, like I was then, doing yeah. it, but I didn't have the words to describe okay. what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and the community in Athens was great because it was a bunch of women who focused on reproductive health. Um, there were midwife nurses that we hung mm. out with, lactation specialists and stuff like that, which were awesome. And then when I came to Cleveland, I finally found like a really solid witchy community and pagan community to openly be a part of and be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I've always had that kind of inclination. I've always known that that's where my, my spirituality lived. I just didn't have the vocabulary words to be able to describe it accurately mm-hmm. up until probably maybe 10 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you said, you mentioned, you know, finding out that you are like discovering or like maybe claiming being on the spectrum or on you know queer of some sort at 14 so was that when it really like you noticed it or were you was that something that like maybe before you were like hmm I so is this when you claimed it like you're like I'm a witch and I'm okay so I was in that awkward fun teenage phase of like this is it I'm gonna figure mm-hmm. this out I'm gonna I, I had an easier time kind of coming out of the broom closet so to speak as a witch um, it was easier to express myself as pagan, witchy. Uh, unfortunately, the hometown I grew up in um, was a very small town, relatively close-minded. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the town, it's a lovely place, but it was not an environment that supported that kind of mm-hmm. person in a safe way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of confusing to have these thoughts in my head and know that, huh, like I think I'm actually kind of crushing and in love with you and that's weird because you're a girl and that's awkward and it wasn't until um it actually wasn't until cleveland um and i've been married for 12 years to my husband he's a wonderful person but he actually encourages me to be openly more queer and gay and on the spiritual spectrum because he realizes that that's just who i am mm-hmm. and the fact that i'm able to now kind of thrive in that is been super fulfilling but i think at the age of like 14 and 15 because you're still trying to figure out so much else in your life as well you know <clears throat> your body's doing yeah. a bunch of weird shit and suddenly your friends are doing a bunch of weird things and it's the whole conundrum of i think i i think i knew i wasn't straight but i didn't know what i was yeah yeah you were just like hmm like hmm, this yeah. is interesting okay. like you know i would hear guys like cat caller talk about women like oh my god did you see her ass and i'd be like oh, how dare you right but maybe you're right. Yeah. Like I did. Like, I, did. I did see that. I did see that. Though. I'm the bad guy now. Yeah. Damn it. It's a lot of weird feelings, like yeah. to process through. Yeah, like you said, fourteen. Like middle school is the wild. I say it's it. The worst. It is the wild, weird. wild west. If you can survive middle school, bro, you can do you anything. You can do any, especially as a girl, because okay. middle school girls are. My daughter's 14 right now, so I'm like, it's alive for me. Like, Mm -hmm. the body, her friends doing weird things, like, all of the things, and it's, like, holding space for that is, like, Mm -hmm. whew, it's fun. And I will say, (laughs) fucking fun. I will say, as far as growing up goes, my mother, my mother crushed on that front, because obviously, right when you hit puberty, of course, you're starting to discover all of these fun things, and your friend groups start talking about the, oh my god, I found my dad's dirty magazine, and mm-hmm. you finally start discovering your sexuality and where you're at. Uh, my mother did the, like, MVP award, where she bought me several different books. Some were very anatomically driven and medically driven. Some were very colloquial and, like, you know, just stories and anecdotes. 
all of them had like pictures and stories and just left them for me in my room. What a gem. Yeah. And it was like a real I was like that awkward moment of like, how do we have, and my mother's been a nurse for 30 years. Yeah. Okay. So she's always known, she was always the one for the Girl Scouts that had to do like the period talk, the puberty talk and everything. So that was something I always knew about. It was just something very common we talked about Mm because it was was a vagina and it was a period and it's your ovulation and menstruation. And I love the fact that she broached that subject with me through just leaving me books because she knew that I, I liked reading and I liked absorbing languages that way. And it left it open for me to be able to read something, think about it, and then maybe kind of casually integrate it a little bit. Yeah, and talk yeah. to her of like, okay, so I was reading this thing. <laughs> no big I'm deal. I'm on this chapter here. That's right. Just, you know. <laughs> and it was awesome because it, it, made, it made the idea of sex and sexuality not as taboo or... It, it wasn't a distasteful subject. It was just mm. it was just a part of what you did, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have it. Just keep it in your room. That's yeah. so cool. Mm, I do love that. So, yeah, my, that's my nice. mother. My mother absolutely crushed it on that front. Good as job to like, her. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is um? What's your se- so you've been married for twelve years. So what's yeah. your sex life like? What's your stuff? So we we once talked about before yoga and after yoga, like our by and our ay life. Yeah. So did your did you learn about all of this divination, tarot, sex? I think too stuff we should before? just quickly like what is divination for people who are listening? Okay, like, oh, good yeah. one. What the fuck is that? Right. So so for the <laughs> for the mundanes out there, uh, divination is the act and the art of in tuning and kind of taking a peek into someone's life and sphere and the energy that's surrounding them. A lot of times it can be with your higher power and their higher powers. And it basically turns into, you know, people that do tarot cards or throwing pieces, uh, rune stones, I Ching, even scrying in a mirror. It's, it's just about getting really deeply in tune with the latent magic that kind of flows through all of us and those connections. And then when you sit down across from someone, picking up on what they're giving off mm-hmm. inherently mm-hmm. in that vibrational sense mm-hmm. and being able to offer them something in return of like, well, here's here's what I'm seeing. Here's the feelings I'm feeling. Here are the words that are trying to come out of my mouth. But inherently, they don't really ever mean anything to you, mm-hmm. but they almost always mean something to the person you're reading for. Mm-hmm. Well, which makes sense because those, are, those readings aren't for you. When, mm-hmm. I, when I read cards for people, I'm not getting anything out yeah, of yeah. the words I say because the messages and the things I'm going, mm, I feel like I have to be saying this word to you. Does that make sense? And it's usually that person going, oh my gosh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. There's the light bulb. There's, there's the, the aha moment. So divination is is kind of the act of not quite fortune telling, but in the mundane sphere, that's kind of what it gets labeled as. And do you feel like is there um, is there like a ritual practice like like when I'm doing Reiki before Reiki, I kind of like clear space, drop in, like do all mm-hmm. of that. Is there is it something that you prepare for, mm-hmm. or are you like reading us right now? I, I definitely prepare for it because I take it as it's a part of my spirituality. It's a part mm-hmm. of it's an extension of a skill set I know I have and a gift I can share. So before I ever read for anybody, I usually offer a prayer of um, let me do good, let me be helpful, let me say something that offers comfort. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. That's Just nice. because like I, I'm putting myself at your, you know, service to be able to interpret these signs and symbols and thoughts and pictures and images, hoping that something I have said makes your day better or easier mm-hmm. or something makes sense. Clips give you yeah, the ha-ha. The little yeah. paradigm shift just enough for yeah. your brain to go, okay, there it is. It's kind of, you know, we. I become an instrument in that way. Yeah. So I, I definitely do try to take it 
I, I, I don't really, not like I take it so serious, because I mean, trust me, I've had some really funny readings before. <laughs> but I, I, I respect that you come at it with reverence, you come at it with a sense of awe because of the it stuff is. you're able to pull yeah, out. Yeah, it is, right? It is so magical. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so, but do you, as someone who, like, you know, we all kind of read each other, read energy. Do you feel sometimes, like with your friends even, or like in a group of like, you know, your coven friends, if you're sitting there, do you get messages sometimes? Because I know I, I've had friends who pick up a lot and mm -hmm. just get downloads instantly. And it's just like, is this something that you do and it happens to you? And if so, like, how do you approach that? Are you someone to be like, hey, mm -hmm. I feel like this message is for you? Or, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just yeah. sticky so it, 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 is, it is an awkward space to kind of find yourself in um, when you're getting inclinations or ideas or weird moments. Um, I remember there was one of the first coven meetings I attended in a circle. The girl I was standing next to, I kept getting these weird images of almost like this, like Tudor Edwardian era court of, mm -hmm. of like ladies in waiting and all that stuff. And I was like, I've got something super bizarre I would like to mention to you. <laughs> Just, I keep seeing you and this is how I feel. And she fucking giggled and she goes, oh my God. She goes, last week I had a past life regression meditation session. She goes, ah. guess where that first one landed? <laughs> in the court. I'm like, okay, great. No, I'm not. Crazy. But it's so wow, even when you, yeah, like when I you call that. something or you feel it or it's mm -hmm. so like, ah, uh, yeah. Magic, magic's one of those things. Like it, it happens more and more. And I do love, not that not that faith ever should require validation, but it is very satisfying when things happen like that. And you're like, okay, yeah. good. I'm not yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Just like reassures you that, yes. yeah. Okay, let's go back to the juiciness of your sex. Because <laughs> right? now I'm like, now I'm like, so yeah, I, um, I've been with my husband for 12 years. We met in high school. Um, I am fortunate enough to be with my best friend, my partner in crime, my player two, my cheerleader, mm. my spouse, my boyfriend, my husband, all in one body. Um, and he's he's awesome. We have always had a very open and honest dialogue when it comes to anything sex or sexuality. Mm anywhere on the spectrum that either of us lands and either of us wants to try or be comfortable mm. with. Um, we've recently gotten into ethical non-monogamy very successfully, which has been interesting. Again, for the muggles, what is ethical? <laughs> <laughs> so, ethical non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy, we take that apart. Ethical meaning completely open, completely honest. There are no secrets. There's no lying. Non-monogamy meaning that you are having some sort of relationship, either sexually, emotionally, mentally, with another person that is not your primary wedded partner. Mm. So like Taylor and I are each other's word nesting partners. We are, we are the primaries to each other, mm -hmm. but we've had experiences where we have opened up to a third party to join us before. Um, some of those have been duds, but again, you're not gonna gel with everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's been an amazing journey the last three years that we've been doing this together because we've been able to be just very open and honest and blunt about things that up until this point we were kind of ashamed or embarrassed yeah. to even like kind of skirt around and mention like mm -hmm. I remember three years ago my husband was weird about the fact that he wanted to paint his nails he's like well, how do I and he started with like the most basic pink pale color that you could just barely notice mm -hmm. and now he's like that boy's manicures are better than mine <laughs> yeah but it was part of that open honest dialogue mm, I love it. where he fell on his journey and his spectrum of expression versus where I fall on my journey of expression yeah and it's it's been awesome because that's given me such a huge huge grasp of the different types of people that you run into and then you can just start i always default to looking at people of like 
everybody has the basic needs. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to feel loved, appreciated, heard, needed. Like, and if I default to thinking that everybody just needs that, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of the sting out of it when people accidentally do something or say something that doesn't necessarily feel good to you or mm -hmm. might be uncomfortable. Like, I give them the benefit of the doubt that like you're going through some shit and chances are you probably don't have an environment at home that's letting you have yeah, a platform to talk yeah. about this or to be like this. I love that. Yeah. So I, I try to, I call it radical acceptance. Like just whatever yeah. you are, whoever you are, however you come, it's not my place to judge it because it's not mine. It's yeah. my place to accept you as you are and you show up because that's, that's the base I can do for you as common courtesy for you. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So you say the last three years, is this when you started doing this? these um readings that you're yeah. doing now so it kind of it like kind this of, is this oh, help okay so yeah they kind of it kind of all correlated together in the same chunk of time did um, you read yourself and you're like hmm i think i need to talk to my husband <laughs> like, oh, this, or did you read your husband and say i think we should try this <laughs> no it was super funny because we would do like the goofy college thing where like i would see these other girls going at each other I'm like hmm that looks nice but i'm with him and i know i'm gonna be with him forever this is weird so we do the funny thing like, oh my god, honey, wouldn't it be hilarious if we were drinking and with our, our good friend and I kissed her just to see what he would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. To which he finally got brave enough to go, well, well, would I get to kiss her afterwards? Mm. It's like, oh shit, let's talk about this. Yeah, so we, it's a conversation now. And it took, it took a whole solid almost two years of us discussing this before we even tried anything remotely at all. Um, we would have these conversations on what we call the Rockport Limited which is an imaginary train that goes nowhere. <laughs> there are as many cars on this train as you want, and all of these cars contain different topics that we can talk about and different things we could possibly explore. And we would preface conversations of like, hey, Rockport Limited, you ever thought about a threesome? Mm -hmm. Which meant, you know, I'm not asking for one, I'm not mm -hmm. demanding one, I'm not telling you that I have a need that's not being met. I'm just curious. I wanna, I'm curious, I wanna talk in this space with you without having any of the implications. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. How healthy, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was amazing. Like I, I always feel really bad when I meet people that are like, oh, we're, we're fighting and we're not talking and don't you just hate it when your significant other does blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, mine respects me and we talk all the time actually. <laughs> but we, we opened up to this idea that everybody has needs that need to be met. Mm -hmm. And I've always been fascinated by the theme of orgasm and sexuality. I don't know how much of that is based on the fact that I'm a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to go back to my teenage Scorpio self who thought she was boring and had a very like, lame, platonic life. Like, kid, just wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going to be taken <laughs> on. It's going to be great. <laughs> that there's, there's an, a lot of inherent energy and magic and, and empowerment that comes from a woman that knows her body and knows her sexuality and knows how to bring herself pleasure. There's a lot of power behind that that our society and our culture, unfortunately, has cast in such like a dark, sinful, shameful kind of sphere that a woman that just knows what she likes and knows how to tell her significant other that this is how I want to be touched. Yeah. This is what I know feels good. This is what... And then being willing to give that in return to your partners when they approach you. Like, I, that to me has always been extremely sacred and extremely important in any functional relationship mm -hmm. that you're going to endeavor with with anybody and it honestly it's changed our entire paradigm of what relationships can be defined as mm -hmm. because it's broken off the idea that a friendship is just somebody that oh i meet for coffee once a week you know a friendship can be something where we have these deep emotional intimate conversations mm -hmm. and we're, we're working through stuff together and we're bonding over yeah. things and and it's amazing it's a really it's fun to kind of find ourselves in that fun sphere of like friends but just a little extra 
but not quite dating these people because we're kind of diet dating, but it's also like, it's that fun gray area that a friend of ours um, told me it's called a queer platonic relationship mm-hmm. where there's no kind of binary of like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Are we together? Are we not together? Because that word doesn't have to apply to it. Yeah. But it's the idea that that relationship does have intimate parts of it, but isn't necessarily somebody that you can go like sign a mortgage with. Mm. But it's somebody that means more to you than just a casual friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that. And I love that the, the world is coming to this space where like, you know, these conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, my story is very similar to yours. I, have, I'm, I don't know how to call it because it's the same thing. I'm happily married to a man who has all of the things, mm-hmm. but I'm also very queer. And we've explored other situations too. And what you said about like two years of conversation before moving into it, that part, like yeah, that part, framework. because yes, it, and there's so many like not having the conversation or not having the space to speak about all of the things mm-hmm. can really, if you're not healthy in the space, like it can cause a lot of shit, you yeah. know? Cause even like me, I would, I would like to say that me and my husband have a healthy relationship and we went into it thinking we were buckled up and fucking prepared and it mm-hmm. was still a rocky experience because we, we didn't discuss everything because mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Well, you don't know what you don't yeah. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like and a practice, you know? When we would try to do anything new or experimental, like the amount of growth and the amount of like pain that you go through, kind of breaking down some of these old insecurities and these old problems and like fears that you were kind of pre-programmed with in your central nervous system. Like you don't realize how much stuff that when it gets laid in the groundwork of your adolescence, you carry that into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're having those same kind of primal reactions of abandonment, of fear, of starvation economics, of, oh, if my partner's talking to someone else, I'm, it's taking from me, mm-hmm. rather than operating in an idea of, well, there's enough to go around. Everyone mm-hmm. gets that. This is just yeah. extra. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those fears and a lot of those growths, like the reason it took us so long to talk about it and so much work was because, yeah, we would have an experience, experience and then we do like a debriefing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, yes, there was crying and there was frustration and there was tears and growth and uncomfortableness of like, well, I didn't like that. I thought I would. And, yeah, exactly. Know, what are we going to do about that? And it's being willing and being vulnerable enough to operate on the assumption when you look at this person that you, like, you, you're my person. If you operate of the mindset of it's not a compromise, we're not giving something up, mm-hmm. it's a collaboration. How can both of us go in? to make sure both of our needs are getting met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in a term of collaboration versus compromise, suddenly everyone's needs are getting met. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to ever feel like you're doing without you're or you're sacrificing yeah, yeah. or you're not filling a certain part of you that needs that potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because so many relationships that like I've seen are like that, um, well, I only do this if, if they do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like that whole like compromise idea. And just like having somebody that you can just have none of that with, I mean, it's it's so freeing and just like peaceful. Yeah, it's so peaceful. But it takes work. And it takes, right. It takes dedication. Like it's. It doesn't happen overnight, for correct. sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. When I've been together for twelve years, yeah, and we, we cite the fact that like we've grown twelve years of ourselves from the ages of eighteen to twenty-eight. 
like you'd go through a lot of growth in yeah. your twenties, and we were a lot of different versions of each other together. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. I've been I've been extremely blessed in the uh, the relationships here. Like ch- check that one off. I got that one. In. Right. <laughs> like cool. Accomplished that one on the first one when I found him. So. Yeah. Now I just get to get the rest of my life in order. Um, <laughs> so when you talk about like uh, like the partners or the people mm-hmm. that you bring in. Is it always a woman? No, not always. Um, okay. we've, had, we've had really awesome experiences with people um, on the trans spectrum. Um, we've had experiences with couples that are also open. Um, we've had people that just want to be called a unicorn because all they want is just to mm-hmm. come over, have a drink, get physical because it's fun and it's enjoyable and it's consensual, and then they go home. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some people that actually identify as polyamorous and like that's that's part of the need that they have to be met uh-huh. um so we we've always been open to anybody that both taylor and i mutually agree upon or mutually can talk to um and we're, we're smart about it and we're very like careful about it because it is yeah. it is a big deal when you think about sharing your most beloved person in the world with mm-hmm. another body right mm-hmm. but if you can come at it from a standpoint of there are things that this person could be getting out of this like it's not my husband's fault that he's not a woman Right. Yeah. He, that, that, he can't help that. Yeah. It's, it's not his fault that I go, I'm kind of also attracted to women, and I have, what do we do about that? Right. But he was gracious enough, and, you know, thankfully we were able to work through a point where he realized, oh, this is a need that you can meet. And for him, he doesn't feel that sense of jealousy because mm-hmm. he's looking at it as, like, oh, you're getting what you need that I can't clearly give to you because yeah. biologically I don't have a vagina. Right? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it is really funny because anytime we do have. Um, girls or girlfriends in a relationship uh turns out the 12 years that he's put in because my boy knows how to fucking go down like a goddamn champ yeah uh, i've been apparently taking really good cliff notes because mm. every girl i've had the pleasure of going down on has been like that's really good i'm like i'm learning <laughs> you can actually thank him yeah right yeah he's my coach he crushed it because yeah. because it is it's like you know everybody's relationship is unique and different everyone's body is unique and different mm. um and so everybody's experience of that pleasure is unique and different and it's it's been a wild ride mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool yeah it's fun though mm-hmm. right doesn't it feel like i know your scorpio ass loves that it's like you know like that i'm like, getting away with something ooh, i'm right? totally getting away with something <laughs> i know like i feel like that in itself like just the liberation and freedom to be like able to follow your sexual desires and like you know like that in itself is just like yeah you know because so many people don't have the space Absolutely. to say it. Or, so and I've, I've noticed that, especially with some of the readings I'll do, that there are a couple readings I've done where, from a divination standpoint, I have to stop mid-reading because I'm always and I always do micro consents for my whole reading because I'm always, I'm always tiptoeing onto an edge of saying something that might be shocking if the person's not ready to hear it. Yeah. So I'm usually checking in. I'm going, how blunt can I be with you? How honest can I be with you? What kind of vocabulary words can I use right, right. now? Right. Yeah. Um, because I've had to look at a couple people and been like, hey, are you entirely straight? And them go, I don't think so, and I don't know what to do about it. Like, okay, well, this is clearly a completely different conversation yeah. for you to be mm-hmm. having. That suddenly, as a tarot reader, I can only do so much for you. Right. That suddenly it becomes, okay, me as a human, what advice can I give you after the reading is over of, here's some resources you can talk to. Here's, here's how to start these conversations mm-hmm. with partners. Like, it's okay to have those feelings. You're not alone. You're not... Do most like, people come to you with, like, a question or, like, with, like, some type of, like... Some of them will. Some of them will come with more of kind of a guided idea of like I've got this partner and we're trying to figure something out or we're, we're yeah. newly in this relationship trying to see where it's going to go um, 
my favorite ones are the women that show up and are like, I don't know, something's off, figure it out with <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> um, because that gives us yeah. such free reign to play mm-hmm. with their energies and what they're lacking and really kind of hone in on the parts of themselves that they're, they're not doing justice to. They're mm-hmm. not doing, you know, reverence to. Like, there, there are so many women who I've thrown bones and pieces for that I'll get stuff that'll, like, sit on top of their throat chakra and clog it up. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, what aren't you saying? Like, yeah. what, are, what are you so worried about? Like, what are you, what is it you've what not you gotten back? out of, yeah. you know, your mouth here? The amount of times that the cute little gemstone penises have come up there and it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to like sucking dick, you know that, right? Like, <laughs> but my husband, okay, well, let's talk about that. But like, things like that, that suddenly giving people permission to just do and be whatever the hell they want, yeah, like, it, it opens a floodgate for people to finally kind of feel more empowered oh, yeah. to take their own steps to do something, right? Because I think that's, and I've always thought that was the whole point of being a witch is like, I, I'm a witch because I empower myself and I work really hard. The whole point of meeting anybody on that spiritual plane is what can I do to make you believe that you're you can do it. I love mm-hmm. that you say that. Yes. Because like I, I can't give it to you. I'm not your god. Right. I'm not your higher power. Right. I'm not your, that's not in me. I can show you how I do it yeah. and hope that I give you enough confidence and like hope that you go do it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So of course I'm going to talk about like when's the last time you bought a vibrator for yourself? Mm-hmm. Here's this new one and it's amazing and I've bought it and I would recommend like. You have to give people that permission, and you do have to lead by example. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So where do you find these people? Is it like, is it weird when you started to like accept the, because this is what happened to me when I started to realize like, oh, okay, and me and my husband talked about it, and I got the permission to play. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like, like, <laughs> no, hunting, find them. right? <laughs> like, I'm like, where? So is there like, do you have a, is there like a hidden community that we don't know about where we can just go and find these people? Because I need to know. Actually, my husband and I went about it with a sense of, we wanted to be very open and honest and transparent about what we were on about. Um, So we would go through several different apps. You know, we we use Tinder, OkCupid, Bumble. Um, We always made joint accounts. And we were very upfront and honest of like, hey, this is a couple situation. Uh We are open to if you vibe more with one of us and not the other. But you, as the third person, are entering into this with the knowledge that there are two people here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if one of them goes, mm, I don't know, then it's not going to work. Right. Because the only way to do honor for Taylor and I's relationship as the primary, as like the you know the ice cream, if we're going to add sprinkles, it doesn't matter how many sprinkles I'm adding, if the ice cream flavor starts to get funky. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to dedicate to the fact that whatever you're doing for your own pleasure, for your own benefit, your own growth. Are you doing it in a way that also is like honoring and still respecting whatever boundaries you have with the relationship? Mm-hmm. Like my my husband, for example, um, for some reason, and, I, and it's something I can't wrap my head around because it's not how I view my spirituality. He's told me that um, when he's allowed to get physical with people, that's that's how he feels close to God. That's how he feels spiritual. Mm-hmm. He feels acceptance like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, that's not how my body and brain is wired. So for me, I have to remind mm-hmm. myself that. There are times when he's getting more lonely or he's wanting more and more interactions with people that it's not a deficit on my part. That's mm. that's his spirituality. That's how he feels accepted. That's how he mm. feels like he belongs in the skin right. that he belongs in. And so we always were very open and honest with anybody we met. Um, a lot of times we would get friend referrals, which I thought was funny, that <laughs> once you kind of start meeting people that are more into the poly community, more into the ethical non-monogamy community, um, it is kind of an interesting small community because there inevitably are people that 
show up that almost all of the people that we've met go, oh yeah, those people, we don't like them, we don't swipe on them because they've had such horrid experiences. Um, but it's interesting because it makes me really happy to know that the community's strong enough to like watch out for each other. Like, oh no, no, don't swipe on them. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're not okay. Here's this bad experience that happened with someone. Um, and it's, it's like, like, what do you mean? On the, on the website? Like on the apps and stuff. Okay. There's, um, there's a lot of people that will make multiple accounts across multiple apps. Hmm. Um, and yeah, like there, we've got friends that have swiped on them before and had distasteful or unethical or uncomfortable experiences mm-hmm. where they've realized that everything was not on the up and up. And when they thought they were talking to two different people, they were actually just talking to one person, pretending to be two people. Mm. And um, things like that you always have to be mindful of. So I default to your gut instinct. The instant you have mm. a red flag, the instant you go, mm, I'm not quite comfy with this. Like, those are the instincts you need to be listening to mm. because that's you. That's your intuition going, hey, not safe, not right. comfy. Please go somewhere not else. this one. Not yeah. this one. But yeah, we, we've, we've had most of our luck with a lot of the dating apps. And then after we meet people, we'll meet friends of theirs that are also kind of open mm. because it kind of becomes easier to hang out with those people if you're like, oh, I want to bring my spouse and my girlfriend to this event. And you're not going to ask questions, right? Like, yeah, no, of course. Like, yeah. bring them over. It's not going to be, it's not like an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Like, who did you bring to dinner, honey? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Where'd you meet that one? Where'd you meet, right? <laughs> So have you guys had experiences where you you guys like chose a unicorn and brought a unicorn back and then you were like, hmm? Yeah, absolutely. We've, yeah. Had, we've had experiences where we usually try to have um, like drinks, coffee, you know, like a brunch somewhere in like a neutral third party so everybody can kind of feel each other out. We feel. Um, yeah, because we always default to the fact that inevitably they're the third person coming into a two-person relationship. Like, mm-hmm. they're already... And it's not like it's a competition, but they're they're outnumbered already. It's mm-hmm. two-on-one. So we've always defaulted to whatever that person feels comfortable doing at whatever pace they feel comfortable doing because at the end of the day, my husband and I are good. We're on the couch. We're, we've got each other. Right. Yeah. We don't necessarily need this. It's just really fun and amazing and awesome to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had instances where, you know, we've met people... And yeah, the vibe just wasn't quite right. Like maybe, you know, drop dead gorgeous people, but I'm a little bit more sapiosexual and where you have to open your mouth and start talking for me to find you attractive. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, a specimen from God for all I care. If you open your mouth and you're ugly in there, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm you're not done. sleeping with you. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Where, well, you're, an, you're aware of energy too. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, sacred shit that you're yes. doing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it with anyone who's like... You know, vibrating in those lower spaces. Yes, we're trying yeah. to fix something or trying to fill a void in something. Right. Um, and we have had scenarios where we've had people over that, you know, after the evening concluded and they left, it was like, all right, well, that was fun, but I don't think we ever need to invite them back because neither of us really felt like, oh man, like it wasn't that like aha moment or that connection moment or, and it, it, it's tricky. It really is. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to speak up for your needs. Um, because the instant you stop speaking up about your needs is when you start getting into trouble. You yeah. start getting into... You the, get that resentment and the bitterness. Yes. And, yeah. and you have to constantly be checking in with each other and making sure that, you know, and my big thing was for this was um, growing up for me in the environment that I did, um, a lot of my trauma stemmed from surprises or changes were inherently bad. Mm. Because surprises and changes, usually I was going to get hurt. Something bad was about to happen. Mm. So it didn't matter that we would go through the same formula of swipe on person, group chat with person, drinks with person, invite them over for dinner. 
Taylor and I would have to go through the same verbal check-ins again and again and again because it's a new person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it feels similar. It doesn't matter that it feels, you know, mm-hmm. oh, we've done this before. Cool. It's a new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would need that for my own comfort level. Mm-hmm. But I had to be brave enough to be like, hey, I'm going to sound really like I'm beating a dead horse here, but we need to have that conversation about this one now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that we've had this conversation before about others. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's different it's per person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree and with that. I, yeah. I can't feel comfortable and safe and secure unless we've talked through all of the what-ifs and the how-tos and... So it's more than just fucking with you guys, right? Like yeah, you absolutely. Guys it's more, it's more, no, you're wrong. There is nothing wrong with recoils. There's nothing wrong with unicorns. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is some contention with that vocabulary word. There are some people in the polyamory community that absolutely detest that word and hate that word. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, a, it's an actual thing. It's an actual oh, okay. thing. Thanks word. for telling me that because mm-hmm. I'm going to go around like, unicorn, unicorn. There's some fun contention between okay. that word okay. where I've met people who are, that's how they advertise us. So yes. unicorn basically means in this word is like, hey, no strings attached. We just want to do the damn thing yep. and go about our business. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to have fun. It's consensual. Everybody gets an orgasm. Everybody has so sex. So that's fun. But you guys also have, you guys are also in relationships. Yeah, we have with, deeper connections with people that, mm-hmm. you know, enhance and nourish our lives in a different way. And it's people that, and it's that fun, weird dance because you're not really dating someone because you're, you're, you're already married, but you're, you're kind of in that fun, awkward moment where you realize... If this person just upped and moved out of town, I would be devastated because mm. I would miss them. But, you know, they've added something to yeah. our lives. Okay. They've added value and, and fun and support. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's, it's basically, it's extra. Mm. It's, oh, Taylor and I have so much to give with each other and we're so good here. Oh, we, we can have extra. We can have mm-hmm. more and we can share that with another person. Mm-hmm. So we, we've had both. We've had great luck with both. It just depends on, on your need and you and your partner's need as to what kind of experience you want Mm -hmm. that's where too i feel like um you know for me it gets difficult (laughs) just sticky you know it gets sticky Mm -hmm. because i you know there there have been times where like you know one person ends up being like you know almost like a living girlfriend sort of say Mm -hmm. where it's like "Mm, we didn't really think about the emotional like involvement or like really I don't know. It's just like, I think that's an important part too. Yeah. Like that's something that even if you're not intending on that to happen, because mm-hmm. it wasn't something we intended on to happen, but it's like you do it one time with the unicorn. You're like that unicorn. Right. You know? So then it keeps happening and then you develop almost, almost a relationship yeah. where mm-hmm. that's where I know a lot of people I've had these conversations with before they go straight to, it's just we're just fucking and mm-hmm. there's no emotional attachment it's me and him and I find it interesting that you are open to that as well yeah yeah because it's one of those things again like Taylor and I do it because it's, it's I mean let's be honest sex is fun orgasms mm-hmm. are great everyone should have one all the time um, it's it's for us it's what is it that we want do we ha- and we do have friends where it's it's more of a physicality because it's fun and it's playful and mm-hmm. it's you know extreme and hot and heavy and whatever. But then we have other people that are a little bit more almost like like we're dating people that they mm-hmm. come over and they're they're having dinner with us and they're spending the night because mm-hmm. they don't want to go home to their roommate because the roommate sucks and <laughs> they would rather hang out with us and watch stupid movies mm-hmm. together and it it's about kind of identifying what your needs are first and what your partner's needs are. And then not trying to pigeonhole someone into that. Yeah. Because that's something I've noticed, especially throughout the last two years of our journey, is that 
you very quickly fall prey to the idea of, oh, well, I can make this work. Well, I can make... If it's not there, it's not there. Right. And, and trying to force something or force a dynamic that's not there or force a connection that's not quite there, it, it just it gets uncomfortable. It adds stress. Mm-hmm. And these things shouldn't add stress to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you and Taylor all, like, agree all more times than you don't agree on situations and people? Or do you guys, yeah? Yeah, we, we were pretty in sync with what both of us kind of like and don't mm-hmm. like. Um, we always used the euphemism of, you know, the escape hatch in the submarine, that if at any point in time either one of us said, bail out, we're done, that out of respect the other person would go, okay, I'm right behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's me and him. Yeah. yeah. At the oh, end I of the day, that. like, from a spiritual, emotional, you know, psychological effort, when the world ends, he and I's energies are still going to be bopping around with each other. <laughs> oh, I love that. So for us, it was it was that level of trust and respect to your partner of if your partner goes, I can't, I'm uncomfortable, you go, I'm right behind you. Yeah, yeah. no questions. Absolutely not. Yeah. Because you're you're putting the needs of your partner above yours. And Everything, both, yeah. Tr- and it, it's really great because in a relationship, if you're both trying to do that, it works out great for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You don't, you don't have that imbalance of give and take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No compromise. No. So how do... Is this what you do full-time, is these readings? Oh my god, no. I have a normal 9-to-5 mm. job. Um, I'm actually pretty... I, I manage a doctor's office in my 9-to-5 job. Mm. Um, I started reading tarot cards and doing divination um, at the Pagan Shop over North Olmstead, Goddess Elite. Oh, I love Goddess oh Elite. And, and I love the shop. Melissa, Melissa gets a shout-out. She's shout out. dope. I love her. She's tight as shit. And she's always getting new inventory. So you can go literally week after week and find new stuff in the store that she's gotten in. I'm always there. <laughs> I'm always there. I love that place. Um, but yeah, I, I read at their psychic fairs. I read at least once. My best friend right there. there. Do you know Brittany Huggenbloom? Synergy Soul. I haven't mm-hmm. met her yet. She's she's done um, a couple psychic fairs there too. She's um, I've, I've been to a couple there because okay. she's she's been there. So I don't know if they do them all the time or how often. They're usually but... the last Sunday of the month. Okay. Okay, so you have to keep an eye out for her if yeah, you yeah. ever see her. It was Synergy work. Soul, Brittany Huggenbloom. Alright, she's dope. You guys will love each other. It's become it's become a passionate side project of mine that I get to combine my spirituality and divination gifts of helping people and reading cards, but also combining with the fun, you know, passionate side that I have that sex and sexuality is a topic mm-hmm. that should be discussed and talked about openly and shared because okay. Yes. Of of the, the members of this planet we have sexual organs one way or the other so why are we all acting like we don't right yeah hiding them we look at all the children in the world we look at all of our parents like okay at some point in time somebody had to fuck for you to get here (laughs) right why are why why is this such a taboo scary topic yeah um and i think it's important to kind of bring topics like this really into the light and dissect them and pull them apart and realize that these aren't scary things yeah Yeah. and that's the thing ignorance is what scares people and it's Mm -hmm. like the more you don't know the more these conversations aren't being had or people are like that's weird you know Mm -hmm. it's different it's weird we don't know shit about it yeah (laughs) but you should you should endeavor to be uncomfortable in a space of understanding as long as you're not compromising anything about yourself if you find yourself uncomfortable with something sit with it for a little bit yeah. think about it mm-hmm. because that could be an opportunity for some neural pathway to finally break down mm-hmm. and a new one to try to start to grow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are you doing these readings just at goddess elite right now so if someone wanted to reach out to you and get a reading how could they find you so they can find me on um i'm on instagram i'm under reevesy witch and i'm also under nexus tarot which is my my fun tarot brand mm-hmm. um you can find me through goddess elite site just for the sake of simplicity of getting me 
I do in-person readings. I will do virtual readings. Um, I've had awesome fun doing parties for people mm. where, like, you know, it's like, it's girls weekend because yeah. all the guys are out of town and it's, I show up with cards and little dicks and we go to town. Um, and it's so much fun. Like, oh, I'm so serious about getting you here yeah, for a right. party. <laughs> so I, I am, I am amenable to all sorts of arrangements and stuff like that as far as getting readings go. Um, yeah. To kind of make it easier for people because everyone's busy I mean right know, they have houses and you know families mm-hmm. and obligations it's like stuff yeah like we can turn a 20 minute Starbucks trip into a reading if we need to yeah. for a pumpkin spice latte I'm good <laughs> um or we can do you know I've had people book hour-long sessions because they've yeah. got a deep dive topic they want to pick apart and just mm. really get into the thick of it yeah I definitely need a reading. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get one. I'm like, yeah. Need so when you said the, like a Venus map, is this just like a, a body of a woman? Yeah. So my, mm-hmm. my anatomical Venus map, I got it at Cleveland Curiosities, which is another great store. That mm-hmm. is, and that's like, that's in Lakewood. Lakewood. Okay. And it's full of stuff you didn't know you needed I until you I go see. there and you're like, oh man, now I need, more I need, color, that. Right? I need all of this. <laughs> and it's, um, it's this just. It's this almost diagram of a woman where her entire full frontal chest from throat to um, lower abdomen is kind of laid bare. And you can see some of the organs in there and you can see some of the spaces in there. Um, and it just gave a good overall head to toe view because I wanted to be able to look at an entire body mm-hmm. when I would do these divination things because you didn't ever really know where certain things were going to land on someone or mm-hmm. where certain issues or topics were going to kind of take you within a body. Uh, so I found this amazing print. It's beautiful. And like, I, I went searching for it that day because I knew that day. I was like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find this damn Venus man. I know what I want. I just have to go find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough that we went to Cleveland Curiosities. And rather than buying the jar full of human teeth that I didn't need, um, I went looking <laughs> through their print section first and went, oh my God, yes, this here she is. is. I found her. Um, and yeah, I, I use that print and then I use my divination pieces and the little gemstone penises, which are darling and adorable and everyone loves to touch them. <laughs> um, and we, we basically do like the old school bone throwing. We, we throw pieces out and we see where they land on the body. And then I use cards to kind of flush out some of what that might mean to the person or kind of, you know, working towards how things connect with each other mm-hmm. in the reading. I love yeah. that. I definitely am interested yeah. in that. Yeah, so we'll link all your contact information oh, and you. all that stuff, of course. Um, and then we'll have you back. Please, because, this has been so much fun. Yeah, I, we I'm, need to talk about orgasms and your knowledge yes. on that and all of that. Yeah, so Alex is going to come back for sure to talk yeah. about right. orgasms yes. yeah. and give us the one-two on that. And we're going to have a party, so. Yes. <laughs> cool, so make sure you check her out. Follow her on IG. Yeah. Go get a little um, reading so you can throw the gemstone penises. Yeah. And keep an eye out because we're going to do something here. Because I think yeah. the Yellow Bird community would just love this. Oh, yeah. We do, we do fun shit here all the time. Like full moon events. We did like a lingerie. Hell yeah. Like, topless yoga We did topless time. yoga. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, that's the shit I need. Yes. I yeah. Oh, we're, we're a vibe here. Like, and, and, they, and everybody loves like a, a, a whole ass community of women that just like support and empower each other. Yes. One day we decided to do... A last-minute photo shoot here for mm-hmm. just like body acceptance and body love. Yeah. And like the day before, I, I sent a mass text out, and we had like thirty women here in bra and panties, like oh ready. God, yes. <laughs> no, but that's ready. The point. That's yeah. the point. Like, it's women building up women, and it's women and they, 
love like it. Yeah. That's that's literally the point of a coven. Yeah. yeah. That is what groups of women are becoming. And is. just like these types of things, and this is why like I love doing this podcast and meeting people who mm-hmm. are doing the work that you do and interesting things is because I want to be able to connect people yeah. to this because people I, i'm sure i've never heard of this mm-hmm. right. i've never heard of this never <laughs> she was like she does i just told my husband i'm like i'm meeting a woman who does sex magic and that's just you know i'm just like, she's like what is it i'm like i don't know bro we're gonna, we're gonna go find, find out, out. <laughs> so yeah thank you so much any yeah. last minute questions things comments Kales, Alex, anybody? Just come back. Hey. I can't wait. I cannot wait for episode <laughs> two. I'm pumped. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. All right, so guys. So this is Alex part one. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Yeah. Okay, guys. See you later. Bye. Peace out.